welcome to the Empower Podcast, a community of women that encourage and inspire each other to move forward in everything that God has for their lives. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Empower Podcast. I am Kaylee. And I'm Kelly. And this is season three, episode two. Mm -hmm. Now, we're really excited about this season. Earlier in the year, Kaylee and I um, really felt God kind of giving us a word for our year. And that word was to be bold. Mm -hmm. And I guess technically that's two words, but, uh, but to be bold. And as we were really diving into that concept, um, we kind of came across Deborah, and mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie, if you guys listened to episode one, um, or if you didn't listen to episode one, make sure you go back and yeah, listen a good to episode one. one, mainly because we also do set up Deborah. but um, I've never really had really read or dived into, dived, dove, dove. <laughs> dove into the story of Deborah, and she was a, um, she was pretty amazing, Yeah, right? she was awesome. And she's known really to be this warrior, this, this woman who mm-hmm. is, um, uh, fiercely obedient to God and she, and that's how we know her. But Mm -hmm. when we dug into this a little bit more, we realized that like some of Deborah's characteristics are kind of these more softer characteristics that led her to be able to be fiercely obedient to God. So today we really wanted to kind of pick apart this characteristic of approachability. Approachability. And Deborah was super approachable. Um, And so we're so excited about what we get to talk about today, kind of the softness of Deborah, right? Because Mm -hmm. what we do know about Deborah is that she broke outside of her culture at the time, not out of rebellion. Right. Let's say that again, not out of rebellion, because I like to think that sometimes. (laughs) But an obedience to God, and that's different, right? And yeah. so with her obedience to God, it set her people free. In fact, after we recap the story in um, episode one, after Deborah fought and said, um, or I guess challenged Israel to fight, they were free for 40 years. Yeah, so amazing. look at that legacy right. that she left. And so um, he is calling us and he's calling you to a greater purpose than ourselves. I can't wait to dive in to approachability. Yeah, I'm super excited. I think that to be able for Deborah to walk in the obedience to what God was calling her to, to set the people free, she had to have these characteristics. Yeah. If she wasn't ap- approachable, um, it wouldn't have built her into the place where the people of Israel really respected her so that when God did call her, it was like, yes, I want to follow that girl. That's right. You know what I mean? And so if she didn't have this characteristic of approachability, um, the the trust wouldn't have been there. And so So um, I wanted to read Judge judge i put judge judges uh judges four five and it says she would sit under the palm tree of deborah between ramah and bethel in the mountains of ephraim and the children of israel came up to her for judgment so that right there beautiful little picture i know sitting under a little tree i kind of wish life could be like that now like could you just imagine like on the hillsides like you are sitting under a tree you also read this and you're like all the children of Israel came up to her for judgment and you think, oh, the sweet little children coming up for her 
to her and like how sweet and just kind and polite they were. I bet they weren't like that though. I mean, I bet not. I mean, especially if they're coming up for judgment, they were probably for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but like, what a different way of life. Sassy. Yeah. No, like, for sure. I can't even imagine that. Like, I'm yeah, going to just awesome. do my work here under the tree and let people come up to me for judgment. Anyways, <laughs> um, the last line that came up to her means that she was approachable, yeah, right? For sure. So they saw in her countenance. Yeah. Right. Her countenance, a quality of approachability. Mm -hmm. So what is it about her countenance, a countenance, uh, not a countenance. What is it about her countenance? (laughs) A countenance is tax season. That's funny. That's funny for those of you that got that. Oh my gosh. Words are hard. But we're talking about countenance, (laughs) which is how you look and feel. Yes, it is. (laughs) For those of you that are like, that's a big word. Oh my gosh. Okay. So to be approachable, you have to carry yourself in a certain way. That's what countenance means, right? So what is it about that that made her approachable? What do you think? That's good. Um, Yeah. I think often in our life, we talked about, um, you know, fears and, and kind of this disobedience. Oftentimes we can put these walls up. Right. Right. That's just a, I don't know, maybe not for you, but I'll speak for myself. Mm -hmm. It's human nature for me to put up walls. And so that's how we'll position ourselves often, right? I have a wall um, and I don't, I don't, and this wall is to hide my insecurities that I have. Right. And I'm putting these walls up because I don't know if my words have any value. I don't know if I can trust you. I'm probably assuming things and we know what assumption does. That's right. Um, and I, or, or I may be seeing things only with this really right. like small, narrow viewpoint because I'm relating it to my own experiences mm-hmm. and not actually what's out there and around. And we're going to really dive in to that a little bit. But so with that being said, like all of those things build up walls. And I think to be approachable, we have to learn how to tear That's those great. walls down. Yeah. And so for me, when um, I'm, I'm not speaking maybe in a room because I feel like my words have no value. Well, God's saying, no, your words do have value and just use those words Mm -hmm. in a way that, um, allows people to trust you and and, and approach you. And I think what's crazy, we talked about boldness with, with Deborah and what God's been teaching me is because I'm an eight. If you guys do the Enneagram, (laughs) I'm an eight. So I can naturally come across pretty intense, um, and bold, And I feel like God's been kind of teaching me a lot of things in the last few years. He's been saying like, Kelly, you have this boldness, but you have got to use it the right way Mm. because it's not being bold and strong in your own strength. If you Mm. do it in your own strength, you're going to come across unapproachable. It's true. If you do it in my strength, let me give you the boldness. Then that's no, no one can deny that. Yeah. Um, And that's an approachability that's almost supernatural. Yeah. That's um, great for me personally, anyway. And then I think that we have, and through that, we have to learn to trust people. We have to learn that people have our backs yep. um, and we have to assume the best. And we say that all the time, assume right. the best in people, but it really is kind of true um, that when we see things from a different perspective mm-hmm. and we don't just allow our own emotions, our own uh, circumstances to kind of guide where we're going. And we say, wait a second, let me see, let me try to see. And that's a mindset thing. Yep. That's a, I have to shift my mind to yep. say, wait a second. How does Jesus see them? Yeah. Or like what what was their day like today? Yeah. And yeah. um and kind of shift that. It allows those walls that we're building up. Um, it allows them to knock down because here's the deal, and I want to end here, but 
are when we build up walls, mm-hmm. we think of it, think of it like this. When we were building up walls, it's actually blocking the truth of what God wants to do through us. Yeah. Right? It's so blocking good. his truth yeah. and his, his spirit and his obedience. It's blocking what he wants to do through you, um, uh, for others and yeah. really for uh, two others. So, and there's a, there's a scripture in Philippians too. It says, do nothing from rivalry or conceit, but in humility mm-hmm. count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also into the interests of others. Yeah. And I think that's it, right? I'm that perspective thing that I talked about. It's yeah. all through humility and humility is what draws people to you, yeah. right? It doesn't push them away. And that is that's approachability so kind of in a nutshell, right? Yeah. I love that. I think too, um, when you truly and genuinely care for other people, it's seen, it's noticed and people want to come to somebody for advice or whatever the case may be when they know that that person really cares about them. And so in Judges 5, 9, it actually says, my heart is with the rulers of Israel who offered themselves willingly to their people. And so I feel like what that says is like, you have to be willing to offer yourselves to people to be approachable. And that shows your heart for people yeah. and you that you genuinely care. Yeah. I love that because like, right. People who are leaders and we're all leaders here, right. Mm-hmm. But people are going to follow you because they know that you care for them, right. that you have their back. And yeah. so we often switch it. Like I said, we think, well, do they care for me? But do you care for them? Right. And I love that. Right. Inspiring mm-hmm. leaders, they care deeply about their people. Yeah. Um, and I love that about Deborah yeah. because you can tell through that kind of, we joked around about that scene being really kind of like beautiful and fun, but Deborah cared about her people. That's they right. came to her, right. including the children mm-hmm. um, of Israel. They came to her for her judgment. So another thing about Deborah is Deborah was a judge. And if you're like me, today. And it's before this podcast, I was like, so can we just talk about judge for a second? What exactly does that mean? (laughs) Um, right. So Deborah was a judge. Cause when I hear that word judge, I'm like, okay, is she like judgmental? Because that's not (laughs) someone I want to go to. And, Uh, and judges are kind of scary. Like judge Judy, like you don't want to, you don't want to cross her. I used to watch that as a kid. Right. And so when I think of judge, you kind of think of that, but someone actually, um, explained it that she really uses her profit powers. (laughs) (laughs) And we laugh about it, but it's true. She was also a prophetess. I think is how they said that. Mm -hmm. But she uses her prophet powers to help discern (laughs) situations that were happening in the land. And God was helping her discern those things. And um, why? Because she heard from the Lord. Yeah. And not everyone really got the opportunity to hear from the Lord back then. and, And Deborah did. So with that kind of powers, I guess she has, and she's like a superhero in this situation. She was able um, to allow people to trust her because he had given her some fruit in her life that just literally outshined right. in her or shined in her. Mm-hmm. And so she allowed, again, I'm going to say that again. She allowed people to trust her because of the fruit in her life. And that's so really key to her approachability. Yeah. And I think in order to gain access into the lives and struggles of other people, like you have to know how to relate to them. That's right. You need to relate to them. For sure. Because people, when they're going to approach you, or Mm -hmm. in this case, even Deborah, when they were going to approach her, they had to be asking questions in their head. Like, can I trust her? Right. Right. Like, can I trust this person I'm going to, to, Mm -hmm. to, to maybe like let them come into what I'm dealing with and my insecurities or, or, um, do they even care? Does Deborah even care about me? Or she just sitting on this palm tree, you know, (laughs) (laughs) what's happening? 
and they had uh, to be asking these questions or like, can she actually help me? Does she really hear from the Lord? Yeah. Like, does she even know about these challenges mm -hmm. and struggles? Like she just has it so easy. Mm -hmm. Like, does she even know these things? These are questions that people ask right. when they're going to approach other people, right? Do they even have the wisdom to help me? So Kaylee, you're actually really, really good at this. I think mm -hmm. you are one of the most approachable people I've ever met. Um, and it's because of the fruit that you bear. So mm -hmm. how do we bear fruit in our lives? to be able to be approachable. Yeah. Um, oh, that's so sweet. And <laughs> I don't know. I feel like being open um, to hear from the Lord in every situation yeah. and get outside of myself has really helped me to see people for how God sees them. Yeah. And so when I walk into a room, I'm going to put aside how – I'm feeling in that moment and I'm going to say, yeah. Hey, I wonder if that person's had a, a rough day. I'm going to, how's your day today? Yeah. You know? Um, so I think really the key for me has been just stepping outside of myself, but, yeah. um, the more that we allow access, um, to the Lord to do a work in our lives, um, I think that's what allows us to bear the fruit. You know, the Bible talks about yeah. he's the vine and we're the branches and we must abide in him. And with that abiding comes surrender. With yeah. that abiding comes time and present time in his presence. Yeah, and sure. that's where the fruit comes. It's that's when great. we decide to detach ourselves from the vine that we bear no fruit. And mm. so I think that even as believers, we can um, go throughout our life almost as a robot out of performance. Like yeah. I know that I'm supposed to read a devotional and you're just reading it because you feel like you have to. Right. But if you're not actually abiding, if you're not actually soaking up the word and finding, finding new revelations yeah. in his presence, hearing from the Lord, you're not actually abiding. You're just being a robot. That's good. Or if you're just praying and you're just saying the same prayers, like God, I thank you for this day, for this food. God, thank you right. for being with me, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's like, you're not abiding. Yeah. You're just, you're just like, what's that word I'm looking for? You're just coasting, coasting. Yeah. Yes, yes. You're just coasting. Yeah. And I think that to bear fruit, we have to abide. We have to really sit in his presence, in his word. And then, you know, the Bible talks about the fruits of the spirit. Yeah. And, and when we abide, those fruits of the spirit come out, which are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, mm. goodness, yes. faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Self -control. Okay. And when we are bearing the fruits of the Holy Spirit, people are that much more likely to approach us because yeah. they see that, oh, like she's kind. I know that I can come to her and I don't have to look perfect. Yeah. I know that I can share a struggle and she's going to be kind and patient and compassionate and all these things gentle um, with me. And, but if you're not showing those fruits, if, if, if somebody's showing like anger or uh, shame or guilt, yeah. like, you know, you better believe no, approachable. Yeah. nobody's going to come to you. Yeah for advice, you know? And so I think as, as long as we're, we're abiding and letting the fruits of the Holy spirit come out, we will be approachable. No, that's good. And I think our, right. Our lives are kind of these ever moving hills and valleys. Yes. And when you say all those things, I think every single person can probably think back to a time or even now they're, they're in the middle of one where 
Hey, I am reading my word and I am Mm. like doing those devotionals and I am trying to abide, but I feel like I see no fruit. And like, how, um, how can we, how can we really kind of dive into that Mm. word kind of abide and how can we really see that, see that fruit or, or, Mm -hmm. or find that fruit, you know, That's when great. we feel dry. Yeah. I've, I've, it's crazy. You're asking this question because I feel like this has been like a theme Yeah, that God is revealing to me that like, maybe you're, you're doing this, the devotionals and it's, mm-hmm. and you're, you're feeling like you're like almost stuck. I think when we get to those places, we are relying on our past rhythms. Yep. We're relying on our past ways of doing things. Yeah. And it's if it's not moving anything or taking us anywhere mm. or changing anything, guess what that means? It's, there's no momentum. It's dead. It Yeah. It means that we have to do something different. Right. Like we can't keep doing the things yep. the way that we've been doing it. That means you need to step outside of yourself and do something that's hard. Yeah. So if that means you going outside on a long walk and actually praying mm. out loud, yes. do it. That's good. You have to do something different. You've got to change something to see change. Yep. And so that's if great. you feel stuck, write that down. <laughs> yes. You got to change something to see change, change. Something to see change. That's right. Like if you feel stuck, like I've been, I've been reading the word I've been doing this or yep. that. Okay, that's awesome. And that's how you might have made it back then. But for the now, God's calling calling you to wake up yep. like he did to Ooh, Deborah. Arise. He says, arise, <laughs> do something different. That's great. You know, listen to me in a new way. Yeah, Maybe that's great. sit down, start writing a poem, start like I'm telling you, like right. if drawing, you, drawing like yeah. I know for me, I love music. Like lately just sitting down with my guitar and just singing oh, new yes. songs, like do something different. Yeah. I think that, I think too, um, doing something different. If you feel stuck in that moment, just ask God, like, God, listen, I don't see some fruit. Like, can you help me? Mm -hmm. Can you help me? Give me some wisdom. Give me uh, the countenance Mm -hmm. that I need to be approachable. Like, Mm -hmm. like insert some kindness. Cause right now I feel really bitter. Like whatever the case is, sometimes Mm -hmm. I think we forget to even ask God for those things, you know, but I love man change. I know that I've been stuck in I'm speaking from that question was from experience as sometimes I just feel so stuck. And there's been times where God's like, you're stuck because I'm calling you to something new. We yeah. talked about that and you're not doing anything different. So maybe right. that it's a, it could be as simple as like you said, journaling yeah. or um, picking up a guitar that in or a piano and, and kind of writing music or whatever God is calling yeah. you to be. I think he, he does things out of even creativity. You can say you're not creative, but you are. Yeah. God has made you. He's to be a creative, creative God. Yeah. Um, cause he's a creative God. So yeah, we, um, I just really challenge us today to kind of like try something new. Yeah. Um, just, just to get kind of out of our comfort zone and see what he can do. I think also with that, Kelly, is sometimes we feel like we're stuck or we can't grow because we're holding on to something we shouldn't. That's good. Yeah. And maybe we're believing some lies that we shouldn't. Yeah. And to be able to grow and not be stuck, sometimes we have to repent. That's great. Yeah. Like for sure. And repenting means turning away, right? Like, I'm not going to be this old self. I'm not going to believe these lies anymore. God, I'm so sorry that I believed those things. I'm choosing right now to turn and look towards you into the new things. And um, I know that God's been doing that in my heart recently. And I feel like, I feel like to grow and not to be stuck, we have to repent. 
No, that's really and good. really dig deep. What is it in our minds or in our hearts that we need to change or we need to let go of? No, that's great. Actually, it's so funny you said that because there was something recently and I felt stuck and one day just like went to God, like kind of out of frustration probably. And I'm mm-hmm. like, you know what? I'm just sorry. Like, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry for not being <laughs> obedient in these small things. I'm sorry for, you know, being just silly and letting allowing my brain to think things that I'm, I know aren't true. I'm sorry for yeah. allowing the devil to creep in. Right. And I just don't want to do that anymore. And it's yeah. crazy how it was like the next day. It just felt like it was like released. Isn't that nuts? Or not even probably in that moment, but like the next day I just felt different. And, yeah. And it was just kind of like falling to your knees and saying, I'm sorry, God. That's right. You know? And yeah. So that's anyway. so good. That's so good. Kelly, you know who was the ultimate example of being approachable? <laughs> who? <laughs> I think I know. Who? Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> <so> cheesy. <laughs> Jesus. No, so I it, actually do love that we're bringing this back to Jesus because he really was approachable. And I love the scripture you're about to dive into. Yeah. So this is from Mark and it says, while Jesus was having dinner at Levi's house, many tax collectors and sinners were eating with him and his disciples for there were many who followed him. When the teachers of the law who were Pharisees saw him eating with the sinners and tax collectors, they asked his disciples, why does he eat with tax collectors and sinners? On hearing this, Jesus said to them, it is not healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. So good. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. So there we see a picture mm. of Jesus sitting with the sinners. Yeah. No. I mean, so good. I love that scripture. Like, but, but all the Pharisees, they weren't willing to go there. Right. But Jesus was. And we talked about earlier, just a few seconds ago, you had said, right, that in order to see change, we have to change. That's right. And Jesus is in order to see change out of these people who are mm-hmm. sick as mm-hmm. if we believe that to be true, Come on, right? Like he did things different. He changed the, his approach. And because of that, he was approachable. That and is so that. good. Mm-hmm. That is so good. Um, I love that in this packet, in this passage, he yeah. attracts the wicked yep. and the righteous. Yeah. So, um, and then, and then neither, Everybody. neither group seems to be afraid right. to approach him, which right. is so cool. And that's who God calls us to be yeah. is, to attract the righteous and the wicked right. and to be approachable uh, from both of those parties. I also loved that his sermons, they didn't scare them away. Yeah. And you know why? Because right. his words weren't full of shame. That's right. Or guilt. They were full of love. And truth. Yeah, and truth. And so that's what God is calling us to do, yeah. uh, to be full of love and to be full of truth. So I wrote down the opposite of approachable is inaccessible mm. and intimidating. I right. <laughs> so the thing about approachability, yeah, it does. It kicks you. <laughs> the thing about approachability is that it often requires me mm-hmm. to approach others, to and welcome them. To it is scary yeah. to begin the conversation. So to be approachable, we have to approach. Yeah. Right. That's kind of cool to think about. Um, I think it's important to to ask ourselves these specific questions. Am I approachable to those around me? It's good. Do I have compassion, empathy, and patience for those who are hurting or mm-hmm. in need? And is that compassion clearly evident to others, especially those who are different than me? Mm-hmm. I think those are such good questions to ask that ourselves is. to evaluate. Am I being approachable? Do I do I walk 
this way. Um, so I wanted to ask you, Kelly, what are some practical ways that you think that we can walk this out in our everyday lives? I think these are great questions to ask. And as you're, you're asking them, I'm not going to lie. I'm like getting like kicked in the stomach a couple times. <laughs> um, and, and I'm just going to be real for a second. These are my kryptonite, like mm. in my, my specific personality, um, compassion, empathy, and patience aren't necessarily what come natural to me, I guess. Mm. So when you're asking these questions, I'm, I'm in my head thinking, oh no, (laughs) (laughs) but here's the deal. Um, I'm, I'm a little older and, um, have experienced a little, just a little bit of life. And I feel like I know that I want to be compassionate. Yeah. I know that God's called me to be compassionate. I know that I want to have empathy and I know he's called me to have empathy and I know that I want to be patient and he has called me to be patient with people. And so out of that principle, I can still be compassionate for sure. I can still show empathy and I can still have patience Yes, even when I don't want to. Right. Right. Even when my emotions say something different. That's good. And I think I want people to hear that today because it doesn't come easy. Right. But there's a principle to it that is a lifetime of practice. Right. Um, and so something that I think personally, just to kind of be practical with these, um, I actually joke all the all the time that says I'm not compassionate. It's kind of like a fun joke. And someone, <laughs> a friend the other day was like, no, actually you're pretty compassionate because you'll, you you'll are. defend people yeah. more than you think you do. And you and give a lot of grace. Yeah. A lot of grace. Mm-hmm. Um, grace is actually probably key. Like you can, um, if you can give grace, it, grace is an instant thing, for sure. right? So we talk about, tr- we talked about trust a little bit earlier in this, uh, um, in this episode and trust is actually really hard. Like trust takes time yeah. for most people to build. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and trust is gonna, right. It's, you're gonna, it's gonna be a journey, but grace Grace is an instant and that's right. Good. And that's what kind of God has called us that's to. Great. So we can start with grace. That's the easy, it's actually the easy part. Mm-hmm. Um, and then really what's really cool though about grace is grace allows you to see things through Jesus's eyes. Right. And this is right. going to sound so cheesy, but a preacher probably, I don't know, it was when I was first a Christian. So maybe like 15 years ago, I heard a preacher say, um, kind of these words, he's, it was talking about perspective and he said, you know, let's, can you see people through Jesus's eyes? Cause Jesus loved all people, right? right. Mark 2 15. We mm-hmm. just read it. Like he loved yeah. the sinners on um, the tax collectors and then he loved the righteous alike. So he loves all people, right? But I can't say that about myself. So I have to see them through mm. Jesus. eyes. if he loved them, That's what right. does he love about them? Right. Right. If they're having, if I'm upset with them, why I'm upset with them, maybe they had a bad day. I'm all of a sudden seeing things through not my eyes, not my experiences, but mm-hmm. through Jesus um, and Jesus eyes. And I know that's cheesy in some ways, but at the same time, it's that perspective piece. Like, yeah. let me, let me open up my filter and kind of see them differently. And that helps again, we're talking about principle. That principle allows compassion to come in, right. allows empathy, even on my hard days, allows me to see people hurting and not just see them hurt. That's me, right. Right. Cause hurting people hurt people. So mm-hmm. oftentimes we mm-hmm. just see them as hurting you yeah. or we see them as maybe, um, unapproachable mm-hmm. when really they're just hurting and they just, right. they're just begging for someone That's to right. come up to them and say, Hey, how are you doing today? Right. Like you right. said earlier. Mm-hmm. And so, um, but if we don't live out of that principle, that's is sometimes where we can come across super intimidating yeah. and, um, and all that. So yeah, starting with grace is probably a really practical way and just seeing different perspectives. Yeah. I think that this is all tying into 
what we started out with talking about is For being sure. bold and being courageous yeah. and to be approachable. You have to be those things because you have to be bold enough to dig deep into the word of God. You have to be bold enough to yeah, set yourself to the side and open yourselves up to care and love for other people. Yeah. Um, and that is not living a small life. That right? is not living a small uh-uh. life. <laughs> it's living a large life, trusting in the Lord and letting him lead you and guide you. And let's be women that are approachable. Yes. Let's be women that love big. Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm there. All right. So we've got some takeaways that we always love to do. Um, first, the Israelites, they trusted Deborah because of her approachability. Are you being trusted? Mm. Are you being trusted because of your approachability? Um, when you genuinely care about people, it's seen. Are you caring yeah. so much about people that it's seen? Yeah. People trusted Deborah because of the fruit of her life. What's the fruit For sure. of your life? Yeah, I love how we also talked about that in order to bear fruit, we have to abide in his presence. Mm -hmm. Abiding is to really dig deep and let's dig deep into his presence and what he's calling us to do. And um, we can't just keep, right? We can't just keep doing things the same way. And this is a way to abide, right? Because if we just do things the same way, then we're never going to see the change that he's calling us to have. And so you have to change something in order to see change. I love that. Let's say it again. You have to change something in order to to see see change. change. And then in order to move forward, right? We also have to repent. I loved how Kaylee said that, Mm -hmm. right? We have to turn away from the old and step into the new by just repenting, just saying you're sorry. And maybe that's just a God, you know what? I'm sorry, God. I'm sorry. self. Or maybe that's somebody that you need to um, repent to. Um, And then Really the opposite of approachability, it's inaccessibility and intimidation. And out of principle, we are all called to be compassionate. We are all called to show empathy. We're all called to have patience with all people. And Jesus demonstrated that the best. So thank you guys so much for joining us today on the Empower Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Empower Community Podcast. We would love for you to share with your friends and of course, subscribe so you don't miss any of the episodes.